Welcome to On the Table. I'm Dorothy, and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call in number is 646 595 4784. If you want to call in with a question or a prayer request, press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is on the table bc at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's see what's on the table tonight. So glad you're here tonight. Um, I did want to mention that we do want to be a resource for you if you need someone to bounce ideas off of or someone to pray for you. Just email us and let us know. Uh, tonight we have Ronnie and Roz here. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Roz. Hi, Dorothy. Oh, you guys are quiet. <laughs> um, I don't want to say. That's better. <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> um, We're missing I don't want to be the only one excited here. I'm excited. Okay. We're all excited. Okay. Roz, okay. if you would lead us in an opening prayer and then since this is a topic you brought up and I want to make sure I understand what you're talking about um, before we bounce back at you, would you just go into what you are, what the t- uh, topic of discussion is for tonight, please? Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, with everything going on and, um, you know, with certain religions, I guess, or, um, I, I hate to use that word um, because, you know, Christ didn't die on the cross for religion. He died on the cross for our sins. Um, religion causes division in my book. And I just it just seems like society has lost their their, their want, their hunger, their um, just their mm-hmm. drive for God. And, you know, it, it's it's almost like he's non-existent. You know, no one talks about him anymore. Um as much, um, you know, it's it's you got to watch what you say in conversations, which I never do anyway. 
because uh, I'm Roz. And um, <laughs> I just, just feel that, you know, there's so many people out there that are going through so many things that they need to know and they need to, 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 to search their heart and their mind and and know that our creator is still here. He is um, very much alive and well, and, you know, he is watching everything we do still. And um, there will come a day that, you know, things will happen that are unexplainable, and the only thing you're going to be able to, to connect that with is him. And um, I just know that there's just, you know, so many women have gone through you know, um, and men have gone through, you know, somebody who has lost someone or, you know, just, and, and they feel alone. They they just, you know, they, they sit in a corner, they go home, you know, and they just feel like they're just utterly alone and they're not alone. He's with us. He's with us all the time. He's, he's with every breath we take that he has given us, that he's just always there. And people need to be reminded, you know, but he still is here and he is still looking over us and he's, you know, he's just being patient right now. And, you know, one of these days that patience is going to run out. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, he is a just God and he is just anger. And, you know, we're going to see things that we might not like, but we we have to understand that people have turned from him. And like I said last week, we're his babies. And I'm sure that that hurts him when he sees us do things or reject him, um, you know, that I'm sure that's just something he just does not like. He's got to hurt from it. So, you know, I just want people to know that he's not dead, (laughs) that he is here, and he is with you through every, every single step that we take through our lives. Okay. So do you want to discuss all the different reasons why people forget about him being there? Or I know we fall. Go ahead. Can I say a short would... prayer first? Please. Yes, let's do a short prayer. Okay. Lord, thank you. Um, Father, we thank you for everyone that's gathered here tonight. <clears throat> and we thank you because we know you know each of our names and you've caused us to walk with you. Father, we we thank you that you've been with us during this last week and your presence is with us now. Um, we are dependent on you and our trust is in you completely. We uh, we pray that your holy that your Holy Spirit inspires our hearts and our and our mouths to speak the truths of your word. Father, that you that we can reach other people for you, um, and we just ask this for your glory and praise in Jesus name amen amen thank you thank you Dorothy amen <laughs> all right that's good don't, don't pick on me now because I said that about being excited now come on um, one thing I did want to mention excuse me <clears throat> gotta love spring Bless you. Is it last last week I was watching Tucker Carlson on Fox mm-hmm. News and he had on as a guest an atheist who was very mm-hmm. proud of himself because he had an after school Bible study class 
in an elementary school shut down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it, yeah. But the thing that really touched my heart is he started going on about how too many people were believing the Bible, that terrible book full of violence and hatred. Mm-hmm. And my heart just broke for that man. Can you imagine reading the Bible and not hearing God speak? Can you just imagine? That's just heartbreaking. So, well, what I do you agree with that? you. I agree completely with you. And 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 um, the Bible is so inspiring in so many ways because you can read the Bible and get a new meaning. It, it, the word is alive. So we could study the Bible over and over and over and always find something new to learn out of it. And it does break my heart, too, when I hear of atheists speak the way they do of God's word. But to read it and not even get it in a, a little bit, that's no, what don't get it, me. not even a little bit, not even a little bit. Um, you know, and they, it's not they feel that um, the the stories in the Bible are are like fairy tales. They're fairy tales. Um, you know, there's a man walking on water, or there's a tree of good and evil, and and the fruit, you know, contains the knowledge of good and evil if you eat of it. Or, or no, in the ark, they they think all these things are silly. Um, so they don't believe that, that anything miraculous, they don't believe in miracles. And so many miracles have happened in my life. Um, so it's hard to talk with atheists because their heart is turned to stone. It's very hard. It's hard to reach them. Um, I found, I found, maybe other people can show me a better way, but um, I found it's very hard to talk with them, and they think we're silly. They just think we're idiots, so. Well, this man was very emotional. He was really convinced that this was a hateful book to be teaching children. How is that? How is that? There's so many, oh, my goodness. There's so many. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to understand there. it. For goodness sakes, it's not all full of hatred. I mean, you have romance in there. I mean, he teaches us about marriage, um, how to handle that. He teaches mm-hmm. us um, that the man can fall in love with a woman and just adore her. I mean, in the Song of Solomon, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, you know, and even with Ruth, um, with Ruth and, and um, Boaz, Boaz, you know, there's, yeah. there's that. Um, it teaches you how to raise your child. I mean, they're just seeing it for what they want to see it for. Uh, he's not—he's not this hateful, vengeful, you know, God. And to me, that was akin to people saying, "Well, there's two different gods. There's a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament." How is that when he but says, that "I am the same today as I am"? as I was yesterday. Yes. I think exactly. people see different behavior, and I see the same behavior. I see him just as loving in the Old Testament 
as he is in the new. So exactly. For the sake, he doesn't have multiple personalities. He's not Sybil. <laughs> right. Okay, you guys want to take it for a minute? Cause I've, I've got to step away for a minute and get some cough syrup, or I'm going to be froggy the whole <laughs> show. Okay. That's fine. That's okay. fine. That is fine. Um, when I was preparing for this study today, I went on to um, a site called... Um, xchristian.net um, to see why people, you know, to help me learn why people would turn away from God completely. I, I've known backslidden people in my life, but just to turn from him completely. And, and I'm getting a lot of the things that the atheists say, that fairy tales, you know, snakes talking with humans in human language, which we know, we know the truth here. Um, They think that the of the old adage, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to believe, and that's what they believe about us. Um, they claim they've never seen anything miraculous. I've already talked about that. Um, and they claim much of the Old Testament is proof against God. He's not a magician. <laughs> no, and he's not a genie in a bottle either. No. But, <laughs> so... Um, um, I, I did read something along the lines of what you were talking about in the opening. Um, I read, um, this was a quote, I've never understood how God could expect his creatures to pick the one true religion by faith. It strikes me as a sloppy way to run a universe. And my heart really goes out to these people because this isn't what's really going on. It's, it's it doesn't even sound like these are ex-Christians. It sounds like they never were Christians mm-hmm. um, because they don't, they don't get it. It's not by faith. It's not by a denomination that we're saved. It's, it's by Jesus Christ that we're saved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I read that 80 to 90% of believers fall away from their faith. And that, is extremely high if that percentage is correct. If that percentage That's is correct. Sad. That would be I'm very back. sad. Welcome back. So, um, <clears throat> Ronnie, do you think part of that is that in the churches down the street that we go to, that we are raising our children in, that it's mm-hmm. because they're not teaching relationships? Well, I fully school. believe that they're not teaching relationship. They, they, they. Um, oh goodness! They've never. I've never been to a church um, down the street from my house to a, a, a brick and mortar church that taught me how to uh, listen to hear God's voice. Um, I've never been to a church that taught me. Um, how to come into a full relationship with him. Um, it was more about going to Sunday school and then going to hear the sermon speak on, mm-hmm. you know, the pastor speak on a, a sermon um, and then maybe go back at night for, you know, a social. or. Um, but there was no real relationship that was taught. To well, me. I know. I was raised in the Baptist 
church down the street. It was a walk from our house. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was getting ready to be baptized, I felt the power of God. I felt the touch of God. And I thought everybody felt it. You know, no one told me what it was, though. I thought I was just being emotional. Looking mm-hmm. back, I know that it was the touch of the Father. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, I, I really, I hope that if someone had taught me what that was about the relationship, about the communication that would keep you, like, tethered to him during those growing up years... I'd like to think that I wouldn't have strayed so far when I was a teenager. I mean, I could be just wishful thinking. <laughs> well, you but... may be wrong there, yeah. <laughs> but um, you came back. You came back to the Lord, and that's that's the important thing because that's what the Bible tells us. If we teach our young, they mm-hmm. they will come back. Now that was then. I don't know about anymore. I don't know about young people. I, I my heart goes out to all the young people because. Um, so many are godless to stay in time. There's so many reasons why they don't attend church to stay in time. And, uh, but don't you think if they knew about relationship and they were taught how to cultivate yeah. the relationship, that that yeah. would be a tether to hold them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Rather than yes. saying, oh, there's this yes. big God out there, and he sent his son, and he died, and now you're saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, what child knows what that means? Really? That's a great solution. That's a great solution to to that problem. Um, you know, but the church has always been full of imperfect people, Dorothy. Yes. You know, um, so God uses broken people. Um can you think of any way we could affect the brick-and-mortar church? I can't get up and get out to a brick-and-mortar church anymore. You know, I just am physically not able. Um, but how can we help the people that are stuck on those pews? To be honest with you, this is my opinion, and I could be wrong. I don't think that we could walk into a church and affect the whole church. There may be a person here and there or that we and and that's worthwhile. Don't get me wrong, but we would just have to go in and start talking about our walk with the Lord and mm-hmm. how they could have it too. Because I have a walk with the Lord. He teaches me things. He talks to me. He um, shows me things. And oh gosh, you know, He's there for me when I'm happy, when I'm down, when I'm I make mistakes. He, he's there to forgive me and. Um, I feel his presence. So, yes, I think that we could talk about those things with people um, and certain people will respond. Prayer, prayer, prayer is a big help. Yeah, how should we be praying for them? Because I know it's easier or, I mean, you've got that whole out of sight, out of mind thing where you're not involved in the brick-and-mortar churches, you're not involved in that. Did I know? I don't. I forget about them all the time. So what should we, as believers, be praying for these brick-and-mortar churches? 
because mm. it, it is at least a contact point with the idea of a god, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, well, we should be praying that they start preaching out of the Bible, that they uh, start talking about relationships with the Lord, um, that um, um, you know all the things that churches used to do that they've gotten so far away from. I think a lot of mm-hmm. churches are scared of hurting people's feelings nowadays, so they've they've turned to. Um, oh gosh, well here we go. Okay, I I can bring up some of the mega churches. You know they 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 talk about, and I think a lot of the smaller churches go along with it because they read these books like out of the Saddleback Church in Rick Warren. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm sorry if I if I'm wrong. It's okay, I'm sorry, Dorothy. Okay, <laughs> but. They, they they get these things, and, and these are feel-good churches. These are shiny, bright, smiley, happy pastors that aren't teaching. They're huge. They have such an opportunity to reach so many people. And instead, you know, they're, um, they're just, they're just, uh, you know they're they're talking about how if they're good enough and if they think correctly or more positively they'll get a lot of money from God or they'll uh, um, they'll be good know, enough they, to get into heaven maybe they'll be good maybe 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 they I don't know if they go as far as to say something like that but. I just feel like these churches are more so much more preoccupied with marketing themselves to prospective um, attendees of their churches that they don't even dream of risking their brand of Christianity by speaking God's truth. I, that's how I would sum it up. You know, um, they're good motivational speakers, Dorothy. So I think they frequently take out a context scripture um, that's a good point, Ronnie. Motivational speaking, because mm-hmm. they, if they are not experiencing the power and reality of right. God in their own lives, the only and thing the only they can spirit. think of in their human minds is motivational speaking. I mean, well, think of it. If you didn't have the Spirit of God, what? Well, how would you? Bring people. That's how they bring people. They, you know, it's it's the scripture. It's the scripture. Second um, Timothy, four three, I believe it is. For the time, hold on, let me bring this up. Okay, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So they go to hear these positive, a lot of it is positive thinking that they're, they're, um, that they're after. They don't want to hear the word of God because the word of God has definite truths 
that that we're to follow. Um, we are you know, supposed to be um, lovers of truth. I don't know where that is. Make them feel good. They make them feel good, no matter what's going on. It they feel good. They they start. I think they start people thinking of me, 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 instead of worshiping the Lord. It's a new gospel. I think it's a new gospel that that they preach. You know that God's always good. That he has a satchel full of cash just waiting to give out to every believer if only they'll think it's good enough, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what I think. You know, this is just what I think. So they, they avoid topics like sin and judgment and hell and condemnation, even though that is part of the Bible. Not all of the Bible, but it's part of the Bible. I think if sin you look at the Bible, God. yeah, you look at the Father as a parent, and you look at the, the Bible as mm-hmm. like an instruction manual as to how to succeed in life, you know. Yes. I, I really believe that's what it is. And, and you'd have to have, you know, where he puts the blessings and the cursings. If you do this, you have good consequences. If you do this, you have bad consequences. I mean, how many times do we say that to our kids? And that's what that's is true. in scripture. That's and it's not true. so much condemnation as conviction, you know. If you get to the yes, point it's where conviction from the Holy Spirit, yes. Yeah. Um, condemnation. But you know, it's just a popular trend in today, in today's churches. It's it's a popular trend to speak of spirituality without really speaking the word of God. They speak about salvation. But they're not telling people to be born again. Um, they also don't tell people that the behavior Father expects from us is not something that we have to just screw up our will and do. I mean, he helps us attain it. Yeah, we can come to him in prayer. That's, that's right. We can come to him in prayer. You know, I look at these people as false prophets. So, but, um, but I, I really do think this is the time of the last harvest. So we got to figure out what to do yes. to get that harvest in. You know, now I did get the courage one time when I went to the grocery to pray for someone. That's one way in the natural, spiritual, to do that, you know. I don't go out that much, though. So I guess my main weapon would be prayer for these churches, for Father's Spirit to just invade and yes. have someone there to explain it to them. And you to know, touch the heart of the congregations. Yes. Yes. And the heart of the, of the, of the minister leading, leading the church, that the Holy Spirit convict him. Um to speak on things that we, he should be speaking about this day and time. And this day and time is hard times to live in. I know that. I do, I understand that. And I understand it probably feels very good to walk in and, and listen to one of these guys teach a, a sermon on um, God loves us and, and, and how to think positively. God does love us. I, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to 
talk about God does love us. He, he loved us so much he gave his son to die for us because we, we couldn't in our sinful state enter into heaven or, or into a relationship with God. So these things have to be talked about. Um, that's how I think. What do you think, Ross? I've been yakking over here. I know what what my gift is. (laughs) Okay. I got a big mouth. (laughs) Are you going to walk in all these brick and mortar churches running your big mouth? Is that how you're going to do it? (laughs) Hey, whatever works. No, I just, I really, I I have to, because, you know, it's like, you know, and I know that I've said this on my show a lot, and Pardon me. It's almost like it's almost like um, you know John the Baptist. He he had such a love for people, but yet he came across so so firm. And in today's world, that wouldn't walk because everybody, like you said, they're just so conditioned. And to hear him this positive, positive, positive talk, and mm-hmm. you know, positive talk is is good to a certain extent certain extent but you know mm-hmm. he explained why you know um if you don't if i don't tell you this then the then father's going to ask me why didn't i say something to you yes good point. and you know and it seems like a lot of people they don't they don't go that route they hold that back and then they you know try to sugarcoat it with something else it's like uh-uh you can't you can't play that game Good point. You know why? I, I, I know why. I know why. I, I call it a religion of tolerance. There's a religion of tolerance. We have to be tolerant of everybody, no matter what they're doing. Because if we speak against it, people get really mad this day and time. Yeah, but that's just it, though. When you're behind the pulpit and you, and you have sheep, you can't, you can't, you no, cannot, you can't. At, for one second, you cannot, those are souls. Yes. They're souls. Yes. And they're at stake. How can you cut corners knowing that? That makes no sense to me. You have to say what has to be said. And whether you, you know, get put the slammer or where else, you have to say it because you will go before our father and he's going to ask you why. Why did you cut these corners when you knew that 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 there were lives at stake, and now this is on you because you didn't say anything to them? How can somebody but stand Ron, up there and, and go home and eat something and and sleep at night, knowing that they I don't and, know. and feel full and feel and feel like they did something good? I mean, that makes I sense don't to me. I think a lot of pastors are not walking. With God yes, today, they would they have to not it, be walking. It's been with God. generations well, since this has been going on. Now, how can they be, Dorothy? Because I mean, they're 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 making money off of everybody. They have mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to worry about here. I mean, That's right. I can understand that preachers need to live. I get that. Yes. Okay, I, I I totally get that. But to be mega millionaires and stuff like that, yes. and to yes. choose where their charities that they give. Oh my gosh! Those people should be standing outside on the corner somewhere, handing out hundred-dollar bills, 
to 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 people that have you know that are sick to people that are that are that are you know in run down neighborhoods i mean come on that's just ridiculous instead of giving it to their kids and then their kids you know are are living just as wealthy as they are well, where's the meaning in all that that makes no sense to me because there if the bible to you is only a book of good behaviors that you should try to attain on your own there's no there's no um push there's no power of god you know so right. you're not being led by or god you're just god. trying to do the right love thing of god. well, well it's there's no love of god behind it because no. they don't know there's him. no love of god because they don't know god that's right. Because there's a backlash. There would be a backlash um, if one of those mega church ministers stepped up. There would be a backlash of criticism against them, and they would lose a lot of followers, and therefore they'd lose a lot of money. And you know, I feel like um, you know, it's people are my down. truth is my truth my truth is my truth and and they don't want anyone stepping on their toes so no one can question any behavior or any belief and it's just so ingrained in our society nowadays that I just, it's impossible almost to it, it, to it, speak it, with there's, there's there's one because book call us haters there's one book that should be sold at those, yep. at those, at those programs, and and whatnots out there. I don't care, Joyce Meyer. I don't care, and I'll name them. I'll go right okay, down good. the list, and I won't feel anything about <laughs> I it. I didn't want Dorothy to get mad at me. I think she told no, me to do that once. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's the I'm truth. not going to get mad. My okay, well, make me sound like Joe Osteen's and the and the Rick Warrens and his his uh, purposeful church and pers- purposeful life and. And and pretty teeth. Pretty teeth. Yeah. Nice cars, big houses. How can you do that? You know, this reminds me of a, a song that Genesis had put out back in the 90s. It's called Jesus, He Loves Me. And if you watch that video, you'll get it. And um, and it's like, you know, the, the, the whole point of the song is, you know, you have this creature who's making the money off the people, but yet behind closed doors, he's doing, he's being promiscuous, he's being this, he's being that. Mm-hmm. How in the world, and this is what this is the whole point of, of, of the show, how in the world are people supposed to have any faith at all if these clowns are out there doing and pulling that stuff and they're just like, oh my gosh, I just spent I just sent him my life savings and here he is on the eleven o'clock news getting arrested. Yes. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? So, or, 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 you know, they found out that, you know, he was cheating on his wife with, with some playboy, you know, centerfold. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, are you serious? How are people supposed to have any faith? The problem is that people put faith in man and not in, in man, God. And not on God. And yeah. No. And so people need to be praying for their, that's how you get it, Dorothy. People in those churches need to, need to hear, they need that seed and it needs to be dropped. And right. Hopefully it'll grow okay, into something so once send, they hear it. We're going to send Rod to drop and see. No, I'm sorry. It's, 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 
once those people get it, then they can pray for him and get with him, and then they all can work together. You know what I'm saying? See, I was meditating on all of this yesterday. We have a caller. Oh, yay. Hello? Hello? Hi, Karen. Have you got something to add to the conversation? Yes. uh, I was sitting here listening. I missed a few minutes of it, and um, I don't know who everyone's who who I'm talking with. Um, I know there's Ross, you, and Sister Ronnie. Is there anyone else? No, nobody else is home today. Okay, well, I just felt led that I I just I felt led like I needed to come on, and you know me how I don't do radio, so this is my. First love time it. ever speaking it. on the radio, especially live. So, greetings to everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi, Karen. Hi, Sister Karen. Hi. I just wanted to add a few things that I kind of feel led of the Holy Spirit to say. Mm-hmm. So, everyone that is hearing my voice, and I know there's lots of people that listen to this program and to Dorothy's programs. So I'm I'm saying this out of a heart of love and 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 sincerity, but this is how I see it. And I've been around a long time, and I've been through a lot of stuff. And the way I see the brick and mortar church, I honestly, I I I don't see that you're going to be able to get them. To wake up, I believe that the only way maybe we can get a few souls out of this one and that one to find the real Jesus, the true Jesus, uh, and the true gospel, not this fake, phony uh, other Jesus, fake, phony other gospel, and this fake, phony gospel of where everything's going to be fine, everybody's going to be rich, and you'll never suffer, you'll never be sick. The devil will never pick on you. I got news for you. All the other Christians all over the world, other than a lot of them in America and Canada and the West, they know that I'm speaking the truth. Because if you really love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, and you do unto others as you would have them do unto you, treat people with respect and love and kindness. The world will they the, the world will know there's a real Christian and the enemy will know there's a real Christian. That person has something in them that I don't have. I mean, I, I've actually had witches tell me that I had a song a stronger spirit in me than they had and them because they tried Amen. to find things out about me. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, I was very young. I was about 22 or 23, and I was scared to death. I didn't know how to, I was saved, but I was scared to death. I didn't know how, I was scared of this woman because she was a witch, and she was not, she was into it big time. And her son was into voodoo and all that, and I did not know how to deal with that. So I just kept my mouth shut. But... Because I was scared. But eventually, as you know, the Lord teaches his children, 
we get, it, Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, I believe it is, he, he, he said, uh, they will know the, that they are mine by their love for one another. That's our, we, we, it's love. It's loving others, but we have to love others so much that we tell the truth. And sometimes love hurts. And we're in the world, I believe we're in the last days, and we are living in a world that hates God. Uh, we're living in where we're living where, no matter whether it's movies, it's TV, it's books, it's music, whatever it is, it's it's all it's anti Jesus, anti God, and it's Satanism, it's uh, uh, adultery, fornication, homosexuality. It's it's sin is sin. It's like Isaiah said, "Woe unto them that say good is evil." And evil is good, sweet is bitter, and bitter is sweet. Woe is them. And that's where we're at now. I mean, even little children, the poor little children are confused. They don't know what sex they are. A little girl is a little girl, a little boy is a little boy. And I mean no disrespect to anyone, but I'm going to tell you the way it is out of love. Genetic care, how much hormones you go through, what you get surgically removed or surgically added, how you behave or how you dress or where you go or what you do. Genetically, your genes are either male or female. There's XX chromosomes and XY chromosomes to make the male body or the female body, and that's the way it is. And everybody wants to pick on the homosexuals, okay? But I tell you this, I have never heard a preacher, a minister, or anybody like that ever get up there and stand at the pulpit and say, incest is wrong. It's wrong to have sex with your son. It's wrong to have sex with your daughter. I've never heard it. That's the church's dirty little secret. I guess you never listen to my show. (laughs) I I never really have, but a few times when you had Stan Dale on there. But if I had heard that, I would have went, Praise God, preach it, because I am so sick and so tired of these so-called Christians, and a lot of them are wolves in sheep's clothing, and they know they're wolves. Others, they think they're honestly saved, and they're going to wake up in hell. And it's so sad, because I've seen them like that. But see, the reason they don't come to Jesus is because deep down in their hearts, they don't want the truth. They love their evil. They love their wickedness. They yeah. love the power, the pleasure, the money. They love to hurt people. Whatever their particular sin or sins are, they love it. And they don't want to give it up. And that's why they hate God. Because in John chapter 3, Jesus said, I did not come to the world to condemn the world. I came to save the world, but the love, the world does not want me, for they love their deeds, they love the darkness, because they can hide in the darkness. Only one thing yes. eliminates darkness, and that is light. Light, light. There's, when the light enters the room, it's not dark no more, and, you, and then you can see all the sin, all the filth that's going on. 
See what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. that's another one problem I see. I have talked to so many Christians who go to the, I, I, I'm like Dorothy. I, I'm disabled. I'm not able to get out of my house much, except really truthfully, just to go to the doctor and that. Okay? And that's been that way since 2013. But I love Jesus, and I'm not mad at Jesus or hate him or anything. I love my Lord. He's going to work all this out for good. I've had all these years to study and pray and just love Jesus. So you got to bloom where you're planted. That's what the Lord's been laying on my heart. Bloom where you're planted. Amen. Wherever you're at. I mean, if you're, if, if, if you're, uh, just, if you're just, if you're just, all you can do is be in bed because you're so sick. If you can say a few prayers, praise the Lord where you're at. That matters mm-hmm. because whether you believe it or not, if you love the Lord and you're walking right with him, and, and I'm not I'm not perfect, I'm not sinless, I, I still have trouble too, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say no to my flesh every day. It's, it's an ongoing battle. But I will tell you this, the Lord will hear your prayers, and he, it, will, he, he will, it will make a difference. The prayer of a righteous man accomplish uh, availeth much. It, that means it, it, it does a lot in the sight of God because God hears your prayer. He's, his eyes are on you. He sees all the good. He sees all the evil. He doesn't, he doesn't miss anything. He, he takes every one of your drops of tears and puts them in a bottle. And I think a lot of people have oceans of tears in the bottles in heaven. But God, if you are his child, he will lay it on your heart how to pray. I pray for these people who who think they have the right Jesus, who think they're Christians. I ask the Lord to please open their hearts up, their minds for truth, to, to, to see the truth. Sometimes I, I bind the spirit. I don't do that in front of them because, you know, no. how do you, you can't explain that kind of stuff to them. But, no, uh-uh. you know, Lord, please find the spirits that are blinding mm-hmm. so-and-so from from hearing and seeing the real Jesus. Right. You know? And and, and, and please, what, whatever it is, you know, please save them. Please intervene. I, I love my my regular dad. He's been dead now. This this week will be three years. And and I used to pray for him for years, but if he, he didn't get right with the Lord till he got leukemia, and and had heart problems, and I got to speak with him two year two weeks before he passed away, and I I talked to him and I said, Dad, I said, I said, you know, you've got leukemia and heart problems. I said, you know, you need to make sure you're right with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, I talked to him and stuff. I won't go into detail. And he told me, he goes, oh, I've asked Jesus to forgive me and save me and live in my heart so when I die, I can go to heaven. And I said, well, praise God, Dad. I said, because when you die, you will be going to heaven. And two weeks later, he was dead. And, you know, he just went to bed and he woke up in heaven. But, you know, at least he he got his heart right Mm -hmm. with the Lord. That's That's all I'm saying. But, that's what our, 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 that's the battle I'm seeing is that the people are under like a hypnotic satanic spell. They're 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 they can't think straight. And I know 
you, it's because we're being poisoned with the chemtrails, our food, our air, our water, everything on TV's propaganda. I, I understand that. I really do. That's why we need to pray even more. You know, but I found so many Christians that do love the Lord. They really do. And they, they do love the Lord. And they yes. do go to some of these churches that we yes, are talking about. No, I don't condone going into a church that isn't speaking the word of God or speaking doctrine. I agree. I, I, think I, I, I do not think we should churches. stay there. But in some of these other churches, I kind of, I, I was, I actually was reminded by the Lord of the sower and the seed. Um, and, and, and the parable, you know, the parable of the sower and the seed and some of the seeds fell by the wayside. And I think yeah. that so much talks about our, some of the churches today, and I don't think that, unless God tells us, don't see, there we go with the relationship with the Lord. Because God will well, tell a us lot if of he fear. wants us to leave, but if we stay, we can help some some of these people. Right. Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister. No, you go ahead. Okay, I want to butt in here and just say we do have another caller who would like to partake of the conversation. Okay, Sharon, you've got some wonderful insight. Yes, you do. Let me open. This is my, and and I think this is the God. Kendall? How are you? Good evening. Hello, Kendall. Hello. How is everyone this evening? I'm doing fine. We're good. good. We're Can all good, hear I me think. okay? Yes. Okay. Just making sure because I want to make sure my, my phone's strong enough. Um, I, I'm sitting here uh, watching my live streaming, uh, my class online for to be a new pastor, and I, I'm listening to the the, the, the audio of, of your show as I listen, so I'm doing both. But um, I, I saw the title of the of the show, and I'm listening, and uh, I just wanted to, to call in and, and add – uh, my comment, if I may, as actually as a new pastor, I'm, I'm studying to be a new pastor, as uh, as Rise will tell you. Um, uh, it's been four years now since I've, I've been doing this, and uh, I was able to speak behind the pulpit for the first time last July. And um, first of all, let me say that there's nothing more moving than when you actually have your congregation's attention that you're speaking God's word, that what you're going to speak uh, speaks volumes to those people. So everything, including the person before me, spoke, speak about is true. You know, we can't sugarcoat anything. Um, but as I spoke with Roz on the on the side here uh, over the last couple months since I've gotten to know her, you know, one of the things that that I have a very big problem with was is last June. Um, the terrorist attack in Orlando, Florida, the the gay nightclub. If everyone remembers uh, overseas, I believe I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, uh-huh. There were pastors behind the pulpit in Prescott, Arizona, and Sacramento, that were were like saying that that God allowed that to happen. That that there's 50 more pedophiles dead in the world now. And and I want to tell you something oh, as a pastor. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry. None of us will agree with that. that. None of us will well, agree with I, that. I don't agree with no. That we're not we're not here to be killing people and. And, and saying, yeah, they, that person needs to be Absolutely. killed, and that person needs to be and, God has and, the keys of life and death, not us. Wholeheartedly. And I agree. But but the unfortunate thing is is that those pastors uh, spoke behind the pulpit and breathed this kind of message into their congregation, and unfortunately they're breathing hate. And my, my, my point is my first yeah. message 
and and I posted them onto Facebook for my friends and my loved ones and my coworkers and everyone to watch and even and even Raz has seen them, you know, is is that it's like you know in full agreement, you know, it's like that's not what our church is to be preaching about, you know, no. we, we yeah. should be preaching about God's love, telling people. This past yeah. Sunday, uh, Roz and I were <clears throat> in church together, and and we got to to hear my pastor. And I think I've been attending our church for the for five years. And and where I preach at also, you know, we, we are Bible-based. I, I pray we're Bible-based. Um, we don't take away from the Bible. We, I pray we don't. And he was dead on about how we cannot sugarcoat anything, that, you know, that no matter how they are, you know, did our soldiers here in America die for how America is today or any country that, you know, that, that you know, cherishes their freedom. And, and he really got a lot of us thinking, but – the side effect to that is, and, and I hope I don't cause any, like, negative comment by me saying this, because I, please don't take it the wrong way, but, you know, we can we can preach that kind of sermon to our, to our congregation, but on the flip side of that, the issue that I have is we should be preaching God's love. And, and when you have someone that is a total stranger or a visitor come into our church, like we had sitting behind us in the past, uh, Sunday, we had one of my fellow firefighters there. She never heard us preach before. And and one of the things that he came out of his mouth and said was, is about how people today, um, they we, we have to, not, and not in so much a way say condemn them, but it's wrong to smoke, it's wrong to swear, it's wrong to drink. Okay, and I'm and I'm human, and and Roz will be the first to say that when I get frustrated about some things, I, I unfortunately I have a mouth on me. That's one of the things as a Christian I battle all the time. And mm-hmm. and the small the small thing is is that people think that's no big deal, but it is. But me, yeah, even as a new pastor, my my pastor is telling me that it's wrong, and and it is wrong. But I'm not going to come out and and tell someone directly that you're living a life that's terrible. You smoke, you drink, you swear too much. You know, you're going to turn these people off that are searching for answers. For salvation, and and they're going to go another way. I don't know if I'm making sense. I apologize, ladies. Yeah, I understand if, what you're saying. I understand but, too. But, I would but, never tell somebody to, something like that. But you still have to show them um, if we love them. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to pull them, point them out, and, and humiliate them in public. No, you would go quietly and mm-hmm. say, you know, your yeah. lifestyle, you know, your adultery, or or you know, sleeping around. That that's really you need to pray about that because the word says, you know, you're not supposed to do this, and you no. know they may have a no. sex addiction or something. And, and that's actually what you do that privately. To do. Yeah, agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we yeah. one of the things also besides a pastor is I'm also besides a chaplain. Uh, I'm sorry, besides a pastor, I'm a chaplain and a firefighter for my department here. And and oh, so and Rob will tell lot. you that you know uh, what's that. You see I think a lot. you said you do a lot. Oh, you see a lot? Is that what you uh, said, Karen? Uh, yeah, I, I I go nonstop, but um, <laughs> but but the, like it's there's there's a lot to as a chaplain. You have people that are both religious and non-religious speaking to you, and I have a lot of fellow believers in my in my department, but I also have a lot of non-believers, and these yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. It's funny, we, once a year, um, after our big banquet, we will go over to our club and we'll bowl, and, and whether it's soda or whether they're drinking, that's none of my business, we'll raise a toast, and we will mm-hmm. pray, and, and just that moment, you have 
the introduction to the gospel of Jesus Christ, some of these guys, even once a year, ladies, mm-hmm. hear the word of God, even in a prayer. Um, yeah. I have guys that come to our that come to my my messages. They won't come to church unless I'm speaking, and and I know that's wrong, but it's it's they're connecting to something that I'm saying to them. So when I speak behind the pulpit, I'm going to speak about God's love in a way, and and some people don't like this guy, but I it's not the prosperity message. But I speak how Joel Osteen speaks. I speak about how how fulfilling your life can be if you accept God, if you choose God's path. Um, that each day when you get up and you put your feet on the floor, you ask God to bless your day, be your steps, let the Spirit guide you and carry you. Um, and, and Roz will tell you that, that, that is, that's how I am 24-7. And, you know, I, I can't take credit for anything that I've had. I, and I, I'm I not respect my... that, Pastor. Excuse me for I'm interrupting. Sorry? I said I respect that, Pastor. However, the, the church, as a pastor, you're to feed the sheep. And you're to prepare them for when times are not going to be good and mm-hmm. happy. You see, yeah. not, 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 I have to be honest with you. And I want to say, first of all, I'm very glad you called because you are very refreshing and actually give me a little bit of hope that there's some pastors out there that yeah, really do yeah. love the sheep. I mean, I'm being mm-hmm. honest because the pastors I have spoken to and met and dealt with, they're, they're hirelings. But you have mm. to tell you, life is hard, but if we have the Lord Jesus, see, here's the thing. People think, oh, Oops, I'm sorry. You know, my, my clock's going off behind me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry about uh, that. Here's, here's the thing. The way I'll sum it up real fast. A lot of people think, oh, God's a meaning. You know, we can't worship God this way or that way. We have to go through Jesus. Wait a second. They better think a, a different way. better be glad that God even... Uh, made a way for them to be saved, and that's called grace. That's mm-hmm. the favor. Yes, that was, it's yes, an actual. Amen. It's an actual honor mm-hmm. to be it's saved, God's and, and that's why that we get to the church. And the Bible With says, the "All that people. live godly in Christ yes. Jesus will be persecuted," yes. and the Christians need to realize that they're going to be persecuted. And, yes, and, and they, I, they will be persecuted. But the, the key there is also is that we have to make sure that you have someone that's unsaved. And, and, and none of us, ladies, none of us know how someone's heart is. And the unfortunate thing is true. there are pastors out there that say, well, I know how your heart is. And, and God bless this man. You know, I, I, Roz will tell you I get a lot of encouragement and inspiration from, uh, from Pope Francis. Uh-huh. I'm not Catholic. But a lot of what he speaks about sometimes, I, I love to hear. But on the flip side of that, and, I, and, and hopefully no one is listening that is Catholic, that I, 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 I please, I don't want to turn anyone, like, make anyone negative. I'm, I'm, Roz will tell you, I'm, I, I don't like to offend anybody. But um, I, I have a very big problem when, when people will come out and say, well, I'm going to pray your sins away. And that's not how it is. Oh, you can't but, do that. No. But I will okay, tell you, wait, I, I but, don't no, have any no, respect for the, the Pope. Uh, I, do, I cannot agree with you in that. I do not have any respect for the Pope. And, I and have okay. Christian friends who are Catholic. I love them dearly. I Absolutely. respect them and treat them dearly. But you have to remember, as a Christian, you, you're not going to be Mr. Popular or win the popularity oh, no. contest. You're going to offend people whether you mean to or not. Because if, if you want everybody to like you, you might as well turn your back on Christ and walk in the world. Agreed. 
But you know what's nice is is that you just said that you don't agree. And you know what I think is so wonderful about that, like I said to Roz, is that we can agree to disagree or disagree to agree. I I, Um, I agree. I respectfully respectfully (laughs) disagree with you on both brands. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it, yeah. it's a beautiful and thing, I but love I, you as a Christian <laughs> brother. <Kendall. laughs> but but what is so nice is, is is that in in 2015 when he was here, you know, he he stopped uh-huh. his his entourage of cars and he prayed for a disabled child that had muscular dystrophy, and I shared that with my congregation um, when I mm-hmm. spoke, and 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 although. Again, ladies, you know, it's that one thing. And one thing I always look for is the opportunity. Like the, the caller before me or one of his ladies said, and I apologize, I was watching my live stream as I was listening, so I may have missed who it was. But one of them said that they had the opportunity to pray for somebody in the, the supernatural or in the natural in a grocery store. And, and that is one mm-hmm. of the things that we need to continuously look for. So my point is the reason mm-hmm. why I find so much encouragement from Pope Francis is, you see someone on the side of the road that is disabled and handicapped, and boom, he gets out and he prays for this person. And there behind them are these two grown adult parents that are crying their head off because there's a religious figure praying for their child that is suffering. That's my point that I'm talking about with encouragement. Yeah. And that might be the first opportunity that those people or one of our firemen in our department that hears the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now they're going to go home and they're going to open up their Bible or they're going to pray. You know, Does we have so many opportunities to reach though? out. I'm sorry? Correctly, I mean, I, I really don't. I, I agree with Karen about the Pope. But um, I do know what he's saying. It's be a good I understand. We need to be a good Samaritan. Yes, good where thank I you. Go. And what, what Kendall was trying to say that God will use whomsoever he will, even if it's that's yes. right. And yes, that's how you use anybody. Oh, yes. Open Amen. the door for people to yes. see God. Okay. Yes, I agree with that. Okay, okay. And, may, and ladies, yes. and I apologize, sometimes my words don't come out the best. Um, no, I, no that is what does. I was trying to get Neither my point ours. across is that, it, you know, we can get to heaven by good works. But what I will say here is, is that every opportunity I, I post on Facebook or I make my YouTube videos, I make video messages. Even behind the pulpit, I, I share constantly how motivated, how positive, how encouraging we should be to everyone. Because, ladies, every single day we deal with hundreds, if not thousands of people, total strangers, whether it's a grocery store or a bank, my job that I'm yeah. paid full, I have a, my paid job, I'm a receiving manager on top of everything else. But I have people every day that I cross paths with that I don't even know. And that, that good morning, how are you doing, that smile, that yeah. hug, oh, that, that handshake. Does.
I met somebody four months ago that, and I'm just going to come out and say it, went through a living hell previously to me meeting this person. And, and, and she has shared with me all the different things. And, and when I first met this guy, you know, his handshake was just, you know, barely minimal. It's like, hey, how you doing, sir? And I'm like, well, you don't have to call me sir. Call me Kendall. Okay, sir. You, 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 you know, can and, tell and, him it was Connor. <laughs> okay, it was, okay. I, North, I didn't North know if I was allowed to or not. Okay, so, you know, okay, okay, I don't know if everyone knows. I, I'm, 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 I'm Kristen's boyfriend. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't know who knew and who did. But, but the whole thing is, is that, you know, she has shared her story uh, about her and Connor. And, and, you know, over the last four and a half months of knowing these two, it seems so much longer, I've seen this young man come from putting this wall up in front of me thinking that I'm going to be – he thinks that all guys are the same for what he went through in his young life of 13 years to his yeah. wall coming down, introducing me to his, his environment, showing me his collection of action figures um, to a full handshake, a man handshake, to the point where I got a text message about a month and a half ago saying, thank you for being part of my family. And I got to oh, tell you, ladies, oh. when that happened, I went in my oh. backyard and I cried because my first oh. thought was, that's Christ. That's yes. Christ working in this guy's life, this kid's life, okay? And then about three weeks and he ago. And he used you. He, you were his, the Lord Jesus' vessel so he could, the Holy Spirit could flow out of you, through you, to this young man. Yes. But that, it, it, it's are. not that's just it's Lord. not just about him. It, it's Kristen as well. I'm sorry, it's Roz as well. Um and and yeah. it, it is you know I don't know how else that's to explain beautiful. it. You know, we're still I'm trying so we're still trying to happy about that? That. I'm, I'm sorry? so happy about that. I'm I'm just so happy about that. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and it went from a handshake now to a hug to a pat on the back, to text messages in the morning when I say, hey, good morning, sir. Have a wonderful day at school. You too, Kendall. Have a good day at work. You know, and and a smiley face. And that that means so much to me because I'm not even a parent. You know, I'm a single guy, and it was always about me my whole life helping others. Well, now it's like, okay, God says it's time, you know. And, and, And it's funny because Roz and Connor have both, Kristen and Connor, <laughs> have have just blessed me. The Lord has blessed me with them so much that, mm. ladies, I can't even tell you. I, I and, and I keep telling her, and I don't think she realizes it, is that there is there is there is so much that I look forward to, you know, doing with, with them and and them with me. And I mean, we're both Christmas freaks. But anyway, but that's the love of Christ. And yes. and when we pray together, I, I, it feels so wonderful to be able to see in four months her smile that her son tells me went from a frown to a smile. She's back doing that's talk radio beautiful. again, you know, and, and it's absolutely wonderful. So I just want to say what everyone listening to Roz is God bless you. God bless Connor. And God bless all you ladies because I want to tell you something. We were at dinner yesterday, and she shared with me how much this whole entire thing that you just do means to her, how much of a blessing Aww. it is. And, it and is I'm sorry, blessing. I know we got off topic here. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot with my messages. I get off topic a lot. But, but, <laughs> but that's, that's the Lord moving. And, and I just want to say that whatever you ladies talk about is going to encourage, it's going to inspire, it's going to motivate somebody that anyone that is listening that may not know Christ, that yes. love of Christ is there. And, and if you just reach out to him, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And, 
you know, I just I look forward to this this future, not just with them, but as a as a new pastor. You know, I finish up my first oh. class in July, and I go to this major class the first week of September for a full year. And I don't know if Ross told you, is in June, you know, we have someone from big from our church coming to hear me, and and I'm going to be blown away maybe by by something. I'd rather not say what it is right now, but but I, I pray that whatever it is is it's God's will, not mine. So, anyway, and that's <laughs> I think I've really enough of your time, ladies, life, is to but, seek God's will. It sounds just yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, ladies. But but anyway, real quick, I'm sorry, I got off topic here speaking with you, and and it was it just I I needed to share that as a pastor. But as a new pastor, you know, we need to all pastors, and it's a shame that you have pastors out there. Like at the beginning of the show, I heard someone say that there's pastors out there taking advantage of their money, live in these big houses, but then they're, they're condemning people to the lowest pits of hell, you know, and someday they're going to have to answer yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I, mm-hmm. see, they don't, see, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, well, like my mom used to say, you can catch more, uh, more bees with honey than you can vinegar. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, yes. and if you love people and you tell them the truth, it's, and you don't have to tell people the truth in a mean, ornery, hateful way. No. You're supposed to do things in kindness. It's in love. It's, uh, first, yeah. uh, first Peter 2.17, honor all men, uh, love the brotherhood, uh, wow. fear God, and, mm-hmm. and honor the king. Yes. That wow. covers everything. Honor, yeah. Oh, no, that's about respect. that's about it, ladies. That, that about covers it. <laughs> yep, that's your Bible verse to live by. Yeah. Ladies, I'm that's... saying wow because that actually is one of my main scriptures for my next Bible message behind the pulpit. Oh. And and, oh, and, wow. and, and you, you want to talk about being just blown away right now? Like my socks knocked off. That it's the truth. It's like wow. Oh, that's <laughs> your confirmation. That the Lord yeah. wanted me to call, and you can ask Dorothy. Uh, she yeah. knows how uh, I've tried to be on before. I never could do it, and uh, I just felt like I needed to call and say what I said. And mm-hmm. and now it makes me feel good that I was able to be a confirmation to for you that yeah. Uh, yeah. you were supposed to preach on that. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that makes me feel really good that God used me <laughs> that way. And <laughs> you know, that, I just, want to say wow. something. I want to say something before I forget because. I forget stuff so easily. I lose, I lose track. But I just want to say to everyone listening out there that I do know where a lot of you people are coming from, that when you look at so-called Christians and the church, you think, man, if that's what being a Christian's about, I don't want anything to do with Jesus. I don't want anything to do with the church. I just want you to know that's not the real Jesus and that's not the real Christian. No. I well, grew up well, 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 wait, wait, wait. I think no, the church no, no, is imperfect. This is, this is, okay. Nobody's perfect, but you will know a tree by their fruit. Yes. Okay, and I've had, yes. there are so many people who are evil, and they know they're evil, and they hide in the church. And they mm-hmm. tend to be Christians, and, and a lot of well-meaning Christians have very little discernment. Very little discernment. And 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 I used to think to myself, I hear all this about love. Christians are supposed to be love. What is love? And I first found out what love was was from the Living Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And when I first read that, I thought, 
Wow, that's love. That's beautiful. I didn't know that was love. I didn't know love. I, the only person I ever really learned what love was from was from my husband and my Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, and also, the only that's man the I ever met with kind eyes was my husband. Because I could see kindness in his eyes. And I just want to say, don't don't throw away the Bible. Don't throw away Jesus because of what other people, how they behave. Because there are Christians who make mistakes. They're only human. Christians are saved, not perfect. There are people out there that pretend to be Christians. They're really hypocrites. They're Th- that's deceived the key and right there. May I, can I interject on something on that, please? Sure. May I interject on something? The issue sure. you have there is that there are people, and, and I'm speaking as a pastor from behind the pulpit, when you have people standing there preaching, okay, like those two guys in Orla- uh, Sacramento oh, of the Orlando terrorist yeah. attack. No, wait, wait, one sec. And, and the issue that I have is, is like on Sunday, we had several visitors in our church, including some of our firemen. And, and with all due respect to what you had said, there's one thing I disagree about. We are human. But, but the problem that I have is, is that, and this is where I, and I, I make a lot of people upset with me about this, is I will never be a mainstream preacher. And when I say mainstream, I mean there are people that speak for me behind the pulpit, and they speak what's on their mind not what's on God's mind. And the problem I have is is that a lot of times people don't realize, but they're saying things that are turning into hate, and it's turning people off. My issue I have is, and I'm going to say it how I said it before, one of the messages, what's going to happen one day when you walk into your church, or you're in church, and someone that is gay or homosexual or <clears throat> druggy and alcoholic, they walk in, and you're speaking to them, and you say it the wrong way. We have to be careful, and this is not sugarcoating it, so don't anyone think I'm saying it that way. But you have to watch everything you say unless yes, it's biblical. Yes, you do. It's true. That and, is and, true. And, and, really and that do. is the biggest because issue we are that the they only tell Bible. me about. And, yeah, mm-hmm. We are the only Bible, the only epistle some people will read. That's why we need be really close to the Lord Jesus and love him so his love can flow through us so that we can love others. I, mm-hmm. I, I, there's, there, there's a nurse that's a male that's gay, uh, and I'll leave it at that. And I think he's a very nice man. I like him. I actually like it when he takes care of my different medical stuff because he does it right. He's polite. Mm-hmm. He's friendly. And I treat him with respect. And I'm polite yeah. and I'm friendly. And I've been praying for him. Because of his sin, and we're all sinners. And we're all sinners. And that's what I think the church is there to do, is to build us up. But I want to say something, sister. I I really need to say this. Uh, I also have relatives who are homosexual, and I love them, and I pray for them, and they know the truth. I I don't hate the homosexuals. Okay, this is what I say. If you're homosexual and you want to get saved and love Jesus and be on your way to heaven, you're going to have to give up your 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 any and all sex until you're married to the opposite. Agreed. That, that's Agreed. Born physically, male with woman, woman mm-hmm. with man. However, Agreed. if you don't like, if you're a man and you don't like women, that doesn't mean you have to go and get a wife. It just yes. means you you can you become celibate. You have the Lord. Mm-hmm. There, Ladies, there, the, the issue is 
ladies, but, the issue God is it's not just you. it's it's not just that that issue there. It's it's all it's all yes. negative things. It's all, and and it's all and I guess why I have such this passion in me right now is because it's past Sunday, and Roz will tell you, you know, I, I understand our pastor he his preaching is so the old style, it is refreshing. That's the stuff I love to hear. It's wonderful. But unfortunately, there's a lot of young people. To, I'm sorry, let me take that back. Not young, not any age. That, and, and that is the main reason why, and I said this before, behind, behind the pulpit, that that's one of the reasons why our churches are so empty. And not one of the, there's no, many reasons. Pastor, a lot of them is no, because people the, are busy. Pastor, I'm going to have to tell you the way it is. Uh, you okay, know, everybody, so, give everybody I, a chance to talk. Don't yeah, step on each I, I other. Gotta say this. Okay, <laughs> I gotta say this. But Pastor, I I just want to say, I, I really love the fact that you love your sheep, and I respect mm-hmm. that. Okay, and those are so. I think I know who those two pastors are. I I and I will not say their names because I don't want anyone to find them on the internet and then get, you know, deceived by them. You can't find them on the not, internet anyway. One of them's in jail right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. Good. That's good. Then hopefully he'll keep his mouth shut in jail. Be sure of that. But he's he's in jail. Anyway. He's in jail for being a pedophile. So you might as well just oh, come out and say it. It's okay. Oh, oh, I'm glad he's in jail. Praise God. <laughs> yes, oh. I am. Oh, I don't. Oh, I tell you. Oh, yeah, can I just say something God. here? Yes. yes. Can I just sister. say something? Yes, please. Thank you. Yes. One of the things that, that I just want to bring up quick is um, I really think that it's very important that the pastors today should be talking about how to have that space to the Lord and and learn to listen to him. That's something that you do not hear. But I also want to say that churches are the spiritual hospital. Yeah, for the people out, and I'm going to just come out and say, and Dorothy knows knows me, so I I I don't care. You know, this is the church is for a place where you have that 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 should welcome your masturbators, your your folks who are in the porn, you know, mm-hmm. um, drug yes. dealers, people who mm-hmm. use drugs. So you believe church alcoholics? Why yeah, not? Exactly. It's, it's, it's a spiritual <laughs> hospital. And yes. when they come in there, they they don't need to be bashed. They don't need to be put down. They don't need to say, oh, this person doesn't have their Sunday best on. Thank you. You know, Mom. they're not wearing the perfect that's hat. You know, yeah, that's and, all, that, yeah, that's all bad. That, you're right. That's that's right. And then like, so, like the Apostle Paul said, uh, I, you know, he said, hey, some of you came out of that <laughs> so it really it, it's supposed to be a place where everybody and anybody who feels welcome or, or should feel welcome in mm-hmm. and yes. because every single one of us whether we're dressed well or not we're all sinners we all make mistakes you know yes. Yes. we all but it also we're, we're, we're all a... dirty rags in front of God yes. you know Ladies, our, our flesh, should, is, our flesh is not our worthy we should be making our churches a place that people want to come whether it's they feel like it's a rock concert, because there are some churches that are like Pentecostal no, that are very no, that's, and, no, 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 that's no, wait, no, no, it's, no, not, no, it's, 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 it's not a rock oh, brother, concert. It's not a. It's no, wait a minute, please. It's, 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 no, wait a minute, please. Let him finish his thought. Ladies, can I can I explain what I'm trying to say, please? Because they keep getting cut off. 
my point I'm making is is that there are people that go to church, like a Pentecostal, like you watch Lakewood Church with Joel Osteen, and it's like a concert on stage. They're praising the Lord. There are people that go to church to hear that. They go to church to listen to that. that and then they, they hear a message of yeah, hope, but... a message of hope. My point is, is that when you go to church, you should want to go to church to be energized. You don't want to get up in the morning and say, oh, oh, goodness, we're going to church today. And that is the problem with a lot of the youth today. A lot of the youth today don't want to go to church with their parents or their grandparents because they think it's boring. What Roz said also, I totally 100% agree with. That is the foundation of what I speak about in church. When you go to church, you should accept people for who they are. We are not God. We are people. And the problem with a lot of churches today is that they turn people away because of something they say or the way they dress. And, and, and I apologize People for get their toes so. stepped on all the time, though, Pastor. People need to be going to church not for the concerts or the entertainment, but to hear the word of God. And now there is a worship God and fellowship. And 95% Yes, and the building up of one another, which is what we're talking about. Exactly. And 95% of that, 95% of that whole program is all nothing but music. God is not a drive-through. He is not no. an enterprise. You know, well, it, let me tell you it, it, there and is there too is much a of a time to limit. speak of sin in the church. There right. is. There's, there's, there's too I much of a time limit. Years old. I was 18 years old in a church that was a big, lively, mega church. I went to their youth group, and I went to Carmen. I'm sure who mm-hmm. everyone in this conversation knows who Carmen is. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I view church as. You had tens of thousands of people of all ages lifting their hands, praising the Lord, singing, yelling out, you know, these beautiful songs. I'm sorry, ladies. You know, we agree to disagree, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about believers is that you can agree to agree to disagree, but at the foundation of everything is Christ. And, and, right. and that is one of the things I love so much about talking with other people. You know, we may not agree on everything we talk about. But my foundation of, of being a Christian is that God is at the center, the Bible's at the center, that no matter how we present our message to people, as long as they have Christ in their heart, as long as they leave that church inspired, encouraged, and visitors especially, especially visitors, want to come yeah, back. But... And yeah, no, but... wait, please. No, no, wait, please. No, wait, please. And they want to come back, and they want to hear another message, and they want to hear again. At our church, or they want to feel good again, is my problem with that. uh, Go ahead, please. No, well, my problem problem is I I have a problem with these pastors that just speak of feelings and feeling good and positive thinking, and I know that you disagree with me on that. But I don't think I'm getting the mood. I think Kendall was talking about worship music being a major part. People should not be looking at their watches when they're in, a, in, in service, wondering when it's going to be over. He is uh, not a drive-thru. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beside the point. But it's just that it's so limited. I mean, there should be more time. An hour? Come mm-hmm. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, it, that's, that just drives <clears throat> me nuts. When, 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 when Christ went to, to, to his... his um, his uh, his place of worship, you know, he was there for a long time. It wasn't that he was sitting there wondering what time it was, or or you know what what you know if the Baptists were going to beat the Pentecostals to the buffet. <laughs> I'm <laughs> or, sorry. You know that. I'm that, 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 that
the, the sister, I don't remember which sister it was, but uh, I do agree that the, the church is a hospital. Yeah, for the, that was me. For the, we're all wounded, whether we're saved or not. And right. Jesus Agreed. is the ultimate healer. And so Agreed. when we come to church, we need to be encouraged. We need to be comforted. We need to be taught the truth. But we also need to be exhorted. We need to be warned. We need to be well, yes. you you teach your little children, don't touch the wood the the wood stove or the kitchen stove, you'll get burnt. Mm-hmm. What if you did it? what if you saw your child going to the wood stove and you Agreed. knew they were gonna gonna get burnt and you said, Stop and yeah, mm-hmm. it shook them up and scared them and they started crying, but they stopped. At least they didn't get burnt. But you go over and you well, say, Honey, I'm not mad at you. I just didn't want you to get burnt. The reason I said stop is because I, I didn't want you to get hurt because this is what would happen. And then explain it to them and encourage them and love them. Absolutely. But, uh, I will. Okay. But, you know, uh, <laughs> these young people that I've seen, they, uh, I feel sorry for them. They are, uh, they are, um, they're, they're just different. I mean, I, it's the way they were brought up. <laughs> It's just, you know, obviously I'm not called to be a youth pastor or a no. pastor, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I am just a Christian sister. That's all I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just shared my heart. Yes, but ma'am, you know. ma'am, let me just say something to you to encourage you. You you said you're just a sister in, in Christ, but let me tell you something. What you're just saying right now, if there's a youth person listening right now, that could be their motivation encouragement from you saying, hey, my youth of today, my friends, maybe I need to be that light. Maybe I need to be that example for, for, for my friends around me. And I'm going to say yeah. Connor, for, for example, uh, Kristen's, uh, Kristen's son, you know, not to get into the conversation that him and I had the other day because I told him that I will keep that to myself. But here oh, you have yeah, a 13 year that, that, that is so oh, – I, I would never expand that. Believe me, that's, that's something I will say to yeah, my grade. But you, here you have a 13-year-old, a 13-year-old kid that is worried about the future with his friends. That's all I'm going to say. My point is, is that what you're saying, ma'am, you're not just a sister in Christ. You're somebody that has a voice. Don't ever think that. Ladies, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch gears here for just 10 seconds. One of the things I said to the pulpit, because in my church we have people, Kristen will tell you, we have people in our church that are from their 40s up to their 90s. It don't matter how old you are. You still have a say in what you do. So don't ever think that you're just somebody on the side that, that doesn't have a say in things because your words mean so much. You have no idea what you're saying right now can impact people all over the world. You're more than well, someone I sure that's hope, I sure hope it does. But, you know, Pastor, I do have a suggestion, something you can do for your flock when you get your own church. And, and you're, would you please teach your people how important it is to pray and 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 yes. how how powerful it is. And will you please teach them how to do spiritual warfare? Because I will tell you, the the Christian church, and bless their hearts, it's not their fault. They just weren't taught. They know so little of what the enemy is doing. And then if they would Brad, get together and Brad, pray. Tell her what I do when I get up in the morning, first thing, I pray. And I tell everyone yeah. in the morning in church, first thing you need to do when you get up in the morning uh, is pray and ask God to be at the center of your life today. You know, that, that's oh, I can't thing. even face pray. the day if I don't pray. Exactly. I just can't you even what, face the ladies, day if I don't pray. If, if, if you don't pray every day, you don't have a faith. Your faith is dead. And, and I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form in oh. a negative way. It's the truth. You know, you need to pray yeah. every day. You, so. You've got to pray. That's I'm our sorry. Lifeline. I didn't mean to cut that's you our, off. That's sorry about lifeline. that. 
Oh, that's fine. I just, uh, just, just can please I, can I make a teach point? them that. Can I make sure, a point or two here? I would just like to make a couple of points um, in this conversation. Is First of all, one of the things our culture is teaching our young people is that they are their behavior, and that is wrong, you know. Yep. Right. Also, as far as these brick-and-mortar churches go, if you remember 9-11, where did people go to find the God? Church. And I I think that's why it's important for us to pray for these churches, these brick-and-mortar churches. Can we tell her what I know? Yes, please. That's why I said go ahead. Uh, ladies, can I can I just share something with you? Our our, our fire department and our church host a 9-11 memorial here in Wilmersdorf, PA. And, and one of the things that I spoke about in my last message was for those two weeks after 9-11, we had – Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people, wall-to-wall people that went to church and found God, found peace. Whenever there is a disaster in the world, look what happened just just recently in Manchester. All those people flocked to churches and did good, and it it destroyed the terrorism. Um, 9-11 is just one example of how much this world needs God. It is not even funny. And, and every year that we do this this memorial, we find more and more people come to these memorials to find some type of peace. Anyway, I didn't yeah. even take away from, from what you were saying. Oh, no, that you is... didn't. Oh, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Uh, my dad, when I was a little girl, I, he, I'd say, Daddy, what do you want for Christmas? He goes, I just want peace. And, well, I didn't have peace either. I, I, didn't, I said, well, I don't know how to give you that, but what do you want me to buy you? And he goes, nothing. I just want peace. Well, oh, if I could take the years back knowing what I know now, which I can't, I would have said, well, I can introduce you to the Prince of Peace. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, absolutely. and um, you know, and I, I'll tell you, you, you're only going to get peace with Jesus in your heart, and no mm-hmm. one can steal that from you. No, you know, not at all. When my husband Ever. died on that, uh, on that, uh, when he had his heart attack a year ago, and he died, oh man, I prayed and poured my heart out. But you know what? God gave. I I, I surrendered my husband. I loved my husband. And I said, God, please don't take him. But if you do, and it's your will, please help me to cope. I can't make it without you, Lord Jesus. I surrender him to you. And and then all of a sudden, I, as soon as I surrendered him over to the Lord, I was filled with such peace. And I could face it, you know. And um, um, but and praise God, the Lord brought him through. He's still alive. So um, I'm very grateful. So. Absolutely. I just wanted you know, to share that. You know, God can do anything, and the Lord gives and the Lord takes, and we just need yes. to we need to love Him and never never betray Him. No. And just never. live for Jesus. Live for Jesus and love our Christian brothers and sisters. Oh, I'll tell you, I wish I had a physical church that I could go to. I really do, because I would love to do so many things with the older women and, and, and the disabled people, you know. It's and, a beautiful thing when you can communicate with your own age group as well, like you were saying with the older ladies and stuff. It's it's amazing, yeah. and, and I think that's wonderful. You said that also, see? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I, you've, actually, you've actually put hope in my heart that there are preachers still out there that care. Because mm. I was just getting to the point, I just, 
I used to cry and say, God, where are your people? And then the Lord brought me to Dorothy and and the, all the different Christian sisters I have now. And and I know, like, God could have done that. But I'm so grateful to, you know, to get a text or an email or a phone call, you know, or mm-hmm. a little note in a card, you know, and a note in the mail, you know. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I've, I've got these Christian sisters. And I'm like, you know, could you give me your birthday, but you don't have to give me here because, you know, women and their their age, you know, their age and their weight. And it's so neat to know, oh, someone's birthday is this month. Okay, i got to take a card and, you know, and mail it to them. It's just, I, it, it makes me feel like how Tori, Tori did boom. Um, her sister, Betsy, oh, what a precious soul. Uh, she had some chocolate, and she she shared her piece of chocolate with her sister, and um, she says, "I'm so happy that I have I have a sister to share my chocolate with, you know, my piece of chocolate." And when I first read that, I thought, "Wow, you know," but uh, through the years of the the trials I've been through, uh, that's how I feel. I'm I'm glad to have a a Christian sister to pray for. To share something with, you know, a music CD or whatever, or just a Bible verse. It's a lot. There's a lot of Christian people that are disabled and elderly that they're they're lonely and they're forgotten, and it's really sad. Yeah, that that, that shouldn't happen. It's really sad. I, I I would I would love to have a Christian sister <laughs> that I could go visit and maybe my health get a little better. Maybe I can help like you know, do the dishes or, you know, make a meal or something or just simple stuff. Just, you know, be a, help, a helper. Give a helping hand, you know, like hand about ministries. I love that ministry. That's serving Agreed. him, you know, when when, when yes. you get up in the morning too, you say, Father, how can I serve you? And, and that's serving yes. him. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Every time you do something good to his people, you're doing something good to the body of Christ. You're doing something good for Jesus mm-hmm. because when when I was when I was being tortured and abused, well, I wasn't really abused; it was more torture. Uh, I just I was a little Christian girl. I gave my heart to Jesus, you know, and I didn't know I didn't know any doctrine or anything except you know Jesus. You ask Jesus to come live in your heart and you can go to heaven. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell with the devil forever. And I knew I didn't want to do that. But no, I definitely not. Said, Lord, why do these people do these things to, to all these people and stuff? And the Lord actually spoke in my heart. And he mm-hmm. said, the reason the world persecutes the Christians is because the devil knows he cannot come up here and knock God off his throne. He cannot come mm-hmm. up there and hit hit Jesus and beat him up all that but how he hurts the Lord is through hurting his people and his creation. His babies. Agreed. And Jesus yes. even said that. Remember, he said, when you feed one of these that is hungry, you fed me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you visit them in prison, you visited me. When you, when, you, when, you, when you gave them a drink of water, you gave me a drink of water. And they mm-hmm. said, Lord, we, we, didn't, we never seen you. We never did that. And he said, uh, whenever you did unto my brethren he has done unto me. Ma'am, you continue to blow my mind, by the way, because I have a friend, uh, a fellow firefighter who's a believer. He's moving to Colorado with his wife here in the summer, 
and he's entering the prison ministry. And he was just in the prisons with his wife before they gave birth to their fourth child. And uh, he shared with me at breakfast last week during fellowship that that is one of the scriptures that he shared with one of the men in prison. You know, Mm -hmm. that everything that these guys may have done in prison, he tells them that there's hope. I don't care if you're a murderer or what you've done. You know, Christ loves you if you open up your heart to him. And that's a heart for some people to swallow. But, you know, that was one of the things that Eric shared with me was is that these grown yes. men, you hear that stuff. And when he shared that exact same scripture that you just shared with a guy, he totally lost it. Like he started crying. This because it's the love of Christ. And you just said that when you do something for the kingdom of God, for one of his people, and that includes non-believers – you're doing it for the yes. kingdom of God because you're now breathing life of Christ into these people. Maybe they don't realize it, but you know what, ladies? I've learned one thing as a believer and as a pastor is that at the end of the day, all these things flash through your mind. We have no idea what these people are going to go through. And then at night when they're all alone, they think about things. Roz just said that to me. Most things get to her at night. She thinks about things when she's alone. Same. And that's not just her. That's everybody. And, yes, and, and wow. you know, everybody – whether they serve the Lord Jesus Christ or not, the human beings, the animals, the trees, the rivers, they're all the creation of God. Absolutely. Okay. But the Christians are the ones that go through the, to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the way, the truth, and the life. The life and no man can go to the Father except through Jesus. Mm-hmm. John fourteen six. Mm-hmm. He's the way. He's the only way. Ma'am, he's you the door. To blow my mind. I just want you to know he's that. He's the you door. Just, he's just... the gateway. And for wow. all you Satanists out there and witches, <laughs> I want you to know I don't hate you. There was a time in my life when I did. Mm-hmm. And all those people that are still alive that did what they did to me, I want you to know I used to hate you. And one particular relative of mine, I found out, got saved on his deathbed. And when I found that out, I got so angry and filled with hate that I lashed out at God. And I said, God, how dare you save him? Look at this and this and this and this and this to me and the others and all this. He deserves to go to hell. And the Lord spoke to my heart and he says, if I hadn't saved you, you'd been worse off than he was. Amen. More wicked than him. Amen. See, I said, Lord, I I know I need to forgive. I know forgiveness is a, a choice of, of my will. I choose to forgive, but I still hate him. Please take the hate out. And the Lord said, pray for his family Which that, is that they'll get saved. And see, when you pray, you know why Jesus said pray for your enemies? Because when you pray for your enemies, the hate leaves. The hate, he takes that hate out of your heart towards them. That's how mm-hmm. you can, yeah. And then you, then you love them, and that's a supernatural thing yes. to love your enemy, and and then you you can do good to them, and that that's just a whole God thing right there. Absolutely, and it took wow. years, but you know, um, that's I I just want you to know, God loves everyone, and Absolutely. only through Jesus can you get get saved, and it's only through mm-hmm. Jesus you can escape the. The, the satanic world, the, 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 the occult system. And I know a lot of you people know this, about the spirit world and how it works and stuff, but I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ, he is, he is God Almighty come in the flesh. 
and that through his blood you can be saved and delivered and pray and he will help you. I don't know how he'll help you. You may have to give your life. You may have to give your life to get free, but you'll go to eternity with God, with the Lord Jesus, whereas they who don't get saved will go to hell, and it will be really bad because it will never end. And God is love, and who wants to spend eternity without any love? Agreed. So, Agreed. So and, I just, and, I just, see, I just reach wonderful. out to you people. Please, mm-hmm. please get right with God. Amen. Wow. Because God wow. loves everybody. Yes, He does. You know. Ladies, can I, can I do something, please? May, may I, may I just pray for? May I just pray? Um, I just, I feel led to do that. May I do that, please? Oh, I'd love you to pray. Is that okay with the with the other ladies if I do that, or is that not yeah, allowed? Go ahead. Go ahead. Father, we thank go you. ahead. But we do have Father, to address the topic. <laughs> I, I know that. I'm well aware of that, and I do apologize. Okay, but okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for today, and um, I just I thank you for the ladies, Lord. Uh, I, I thank you for the lady I'm speaking with on the phone. She's just such a blessing, not just to me but other people. But Father God, right now I ask that you not allow us to abandon you. Um, That is the topic tonight, that we don't abandon you, that we open up our hearts, whether we are believers or not, whether we're uh, mature or just new Christians, that we would just open up our hearts to you, Lord, and that we would find the foundation of our faith through you and that we wouldn't abandon you. Uh, Father, we just give thanks for everything that we've spoken about here. Um, And, Father God, I ask that you bless this ministry of these ladies. This is an incredible ministry, Lord, that you have just blessed immensely. And I continue to ask that you bless them continuously. Um, and, Father, finally, I just ask that you just bless a young person who's going to be traveling here in a few days, that you would give him peace and strength and mercy for the travel ahead, and you would give his mom peace till he comes back in August. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Amen. Thank Amen. you. It was nice meeting you, Kendall. Hope to speak with you again. You betcha. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for letting me speak tonight, and um, God bless each and every one of you. Um, thank you again. Thank you, Kendall. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. That was so refreshing okay. to have a Christian man, a pastor that, that uh, you know, really loves Jesus. That was really nice yeah. to meet someone like that over the phone. That was a blessing to me. Now, is there the anyone else there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm talking. Is nobody hearing me? I, I'm here. I'm oh, hearing you, Dorothy. Okay. Is that wrong? Now, the topic is yeah, the, abandonment of, <laughs> the abandonment of God. And I think Roz is seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, Roz. Roz oh, is I seeing you. a general... Um, cultural abandonment of God. We've kicked him out of schools. We've kicked him out of the public square. Mm-hmm. And what is our role in in reminding people, you know, God is still very much alive and he very much wants to be, you know, spend time with you and be in your life. What can we do? Personally, just live your Christian life the best you can and love others the best you can and ask the Mm -hmm. Lord to give you the strength to bloom where you're planted. 
Most definitely. And, do, and reach out to others. When, when there's something good that you're able to do, do it. I mean, if you're a young person and you're, you know, and you're, you, or, or you're healthy and you're young and you have a next door neighbor that is older and, and crippled up and, or they may not have much money in their yard, a mess or their, you know, their grass is too, too tall. You go over and ask them and say, do you mind if, if I uh, mow your lawn? And you would, and, and I'll say, well, no, I don't have any money. He said, no, I just want to do it just to help you out. And you do that. I know, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you physically can't do it yourself and you can't pay nobody to do it, that's a blessing, you know. Or if you have, like if you're getting a new washer or a new dryer and the other one's still okay, you know, you don't want to give anyone anything that's broken, but, you know, you want a newer one or upgrade or whatever. See if you can't find someone who needs something. You, you, we give to the needy, not the greedy. And pray about it. And the Lord, the Lord will, will, will help you find someone that you can give them that. Just simple, down-to-earth, practical stuff, you know. That's just what God has for me. I don't know. Everyone else. They have their way of doing things. So I, for me, that's how I live my life. That's all I can do is pray and <clears throat> reach out. That's okay, all Ronnie, you're going to put on that one? Well, before I start, I just, um, Kindle, if you're still out there, I was saying goodbye to you, but I was on mute and didn't know it. I muted because I was eating, I was sucking on a cough drop, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I said where I don't even know for a while wasn't even being picked up. So anyway, goodbye and thank you. Um, I just agree with with, Kath, with uh, Karen. I just think that we need to let our light shine. We need, you know, if we pray for opportunities from God to minister to others, like, like you said, when you go into this grocery store, you will find people, the Lord will, will show them to you. Um, that need prayer, you know, they need prayer for physical ailments or other things like that. And um, you pray and you show the love of God to people. Um, We're just, you know, um, we got a little bit off topic. um, Yeah, really. but, But that's okay because we can just pick this up next week if we want to. You know, but there's other reasons, too, why we see a falling away from the church to stay in time. Um, it's it's very hard, I think, especially with the young people, but not just young people, but younger people um, to stay in time. Because, you know, it's someone said, it's the TV and the radio and, and our government. Our government promotes a godless society. Um, and that's what they're being raised up in. You know, they're being raised up, and I don't want to harp on gay people, but they're, I'm sorry, we have to bring this up. They're evidenced by the legalization of gay marriage and the bathroom policies that allow men to use women's restroom and vice versa. Um, the government influenced their godlessness through Roe versus Wade. Um, so there's a lot of things like that, uh, that the, the laws that are, are forcing God and, and God's laws to be diminished, and the government power and wisdom to be exalted above him. Um, so we need to pray. 
we always need to pray against these things. Um, you know, Obama? Yes, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I never know when to come in. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say that Kendall did hear you, and um, he did hear what you just said. But I also wanted to say, okay. too, that the, 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 where, what I was getting from when I had talked to Dorothy about this topic was also that those people who are listening that don't live in our country who are outside, you're not alone. You are not alone, and don't think for a second that you are. You are not alone. He is there with you. He is there with you crying. He is there with you going through whatever it is that you're going through. And, you know, one of the great, one of the most inspiring things, and I will never forget this, and I don't know if I told Dorothy, which I told Dorothy everything, if she remembers, but um, with my show, Preparing for Battle, I had a lot of people listen, and... um, a lot of them were were outside our country, of course, and one of the ones that was that was that sticks out in my head that was very inspiring was that this young man in in Africa walked twelve miles to hear my program and Praise well God. it was the lord's program I, I just say prepare you know my program um he walked twelve miles, and for him to to tell me that you know what I have to go to a cafe to hear your show. There's just just remember that there's so many people out there that aren't in front of our faces that really need to know that he hasn't abandoned us, that he's still there, that he wants us to reach out to him and and not give up. He's still there. Yeah. He's still available. He's he'll he'll always always be there. And there's always someone that's praying uh for others. I do a lot of praying at that's one of my callings, which I'm kind of glad of that because I love to talk to Jesus and worship him and pray to him and visit him and love him. And I, I sometimes I, I just lift up different, different parts of the world to him, of my Christian brothers and sisters. So, you know, you know, God, there's all, God has his remnant. And soon enough, we're going to be put together where he'll, he's bringing us together through the phone, the internet, Eventually, physically, I don't know. I don't know how. All I know is God can do anything he wants, when he wants, because God is the boss. He's in control. And I believe that with all my heart. Even when all we see is the bad and the gloom and doom and gloom and all that, it's like a tapestry. You see a beautiful embroidery pillowcase? Well, we're always... um, looking on the other side where all the threads and stuff are, you know, hanging and, and crisscrossing. But God, he flips it over and you can see the finished product of how beautiful it's going to look. So remember, there's that pretty side that is going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, oh, I and I, I do want to express very firmly that he is our father, our creator, and yes. he wants to scoop you up. And comfort you. So it's it's important that we understand that prayer is a two-way street. He does Mm -hmm. speak to us, and we need to learn how to fine-tune our antennas to hear him. Mm -hmm. And he does hear his children. It's throughout the word. He says, I hear your cry. I see the good. I see the evil. Turn to me. 
And, you know, I believe that. I really do. I believe him. I, I know from what he's done in my life. I really, I really believe that. Okay, mm-hmm. we're getting down to the end of the program, so let's have some closing thoughts. Just love Jesus and let your, let your light shine and be salt and just do good. Love and do good to others and and God will lead you on what to say, to who to say, and who to witness to and what to say. Just trust God. He'll help. Amen. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Raj, was that what? your closing thought that you said before? Yeah, pretty much. But I also <laughs> understand, no disrespect, no disrespect to you, Dorothy. It's not that, because I made the comment that, you know, I don't care. You know my style of preaching, and I don't hold nothing back. So, I mean, I, I hope, I mean, I, I, I don't care. I, I When I say that, it's just that the way it comes out, it comes out. And I I, I don't want to offend anybody, but, hey, you know, I, I <laughs> it, it is what it is, you know. Um, I don't think that you said anything. That was essential. I I don't understand. You were fine. Well, because cause I cause I had just said you know I I you know she knows my style and and I it's not that I don't care what I say it's just that the way it comes out it is the way it comes mm-hmm. out so I I I'm I'm not well, none of us are here to to make it all fluffy and and all nice and no. cushiony and you know it's just that we do it out of love and sometimes that love comes across kind of hard. I, um, I agree with. I believe that way. Yeah, that that yeah. Sometimes you it's know, hard. Yeah, and but it has to come out. I can't. I can't anguish or um, I can't. You know, suppress. Sometimes that. you have to yell, stop, to, just to save someone's <laughs> life. And, you know, if you go, please stop. They're but we we we, we all love we we all love everyone, and we we want to be a, a good resource to you. I mean, email Dorothy. You know, with whatever questions or concerns or prayers that you have, you know, we're there for you, and um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll we'll do our best, you know, to help anybody uh, who needs it. And I again, I'd like to reiterate: we're not our behaviors, you know. And and Father does help with behaviors that He doesn't care yes. for. You're not on your That's right. own trying to do it. It's you know, sometimes as human beings, we get all wrapped up in the external behaviors. But you know, Father is there to help you through it. it it's yeah, and we're just so, supposed to come to God as we are, because yes. um, um, well, He knows us anyway. All we, that's all we can do, and and He loves us anyway, and He'll help yeah. us do these things. And He's the only one who can clean us up. Because if we yeah, had cleaned ourselves up, we would have already done that. So, you know, yeah. he's the one that's got to clean us up. So, you know, and he's never sinned so much that you can't get saved. <laughs> you know, we're still in the age of grace. Praise Amen. God. that. Yep. Amen. All righty. Well, I guess I'll, I'll sign off. Um, okay. Okay. I, thank okay. you for coming on, Karen, and... Oh, thank I'm you, so Roz, and thank I you, did. Dorothy. 
Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Sister Ronnie, and thank you, Sister Dorothy, for letting me come in. Sorry I was late. That's Love okay. I'm all. just glad you're here. Didn't I tell you Love you'd you. get to the point where you had to say something and nothing was going to hold you back? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to work on trying to get a, an email address, but I don't know how to get one that's, you know, anonymous. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I don't want people to look up my address, you know. Cause that's well, I do have an address do. for the show. Oh, um, okay. So it's on the table DC at hotmail dot com that people can write into, and then we can just all use that one to communicate with everyone, so we don't have to worry about privacy issues. Okay, that is Understood. the reality of the day, you know. If anyone, if anyone wants to email me, just put in the subject, Sister Karen, and then I'll, then Dorothy will know to just send it to me. Is that okay, you got Sister it. Dorothy? Okay, I love all of you. God bless you all, and God bless everyone who's listening. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I guess that's it then. Yep. So, good night, everyone, and Father bless everyone who's listening and will listen. And we'd really love to hear from you. Just saying. Good night, everybody.